0: The foundation of it is people, and then to build up from that as a content creator, and even in my business, the most important part of that is storytelling.
1: Hi, this is Shannon. And Kristen, and we're better known as the Vogel Twins! BA Woohoo! Ah! Today's guest is Keelan McGuire. She is an Irish travel writer and photographer based in Scotland. She spent the last seven years building a career in travel through writing for titles such as Elle and Suitcase, photographing for global brands, and most recently starting her own content production studio, Crusoe Collective. Keelan oh my god, thank you so much for being on today. <laughs>
0: hello. Hello. No, thank you so much for having me. Hi. Uh, hello. Oh, I'm so <laughs> all the way from you're currently are you in Scotland right now or are you um no? Today I am coming in hot from Northern Ireland. Northern
1: Yay! Ireland I love it. Sorry, uh, I got that info <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but I know you No, no, no there.
0: I do live in Scotland, yes. but I am currently in my hometown of Enniskillen in Northern Ireland, which oh. I would say. Maybe nobody listened to the podcast but heard all. <laughs> But look it up. Yes. yes. No, I'm
1: so excited to introduce our audience to you because you have such an impressive background. Mm-hmm. I I'm honestly, that's like the biggest reason why I wanted you on today. Mm-hmm. Like I found you through like Instagram stalking. Yes. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> and I just loved, I just loved your beginning and I like love your whole journey in life. And the one thing I actually want to bring up, because we talked about this off mic, but something that I thought was really cool is that you' were just recently on a podcast called diet starts on monday with your really good friend nicole quigley it's episode six chasing your dreams i mean i don't want to spoil too much but you kind of go in depth with her about how it all started because this woman right over here guys has her own business and i kind of just want to talk to our audience like kind of share our audience with them your beginning story how you became this amazing business owner
0: yeah yeah so um it's funny that and um, that podcast with nicole because nicole was a year above me at school so she Aww. really like knew me from i mm-hmm. maybe i was like six years old all the way through Aww. um high school she also went out with my cousin <laughs> Ooh, so she my, really uh, like shit. knew from the start kind of what i wanted <laughs> to mm-hmm. do like i wanted to f- be a journalist when I was at school Mm. then everyone was like no it's a dirty job people just thought of (laughs) it you know as in like tabloid media um Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know a whole lot about travel writing but I went to university Mm -hmm. and I studied English literature um and which was great and while I was at uni in the summers I would go traveling and then I just realized like that is something that gives me real you know it sort of sets me a light inside like I'm not big yeah. into fashion or makeup or anything like that, and I, mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have a hobby, and now I've got like probably the most expensive hobby in the world, <laughs> 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 apart from like supercars. Same. But um, <laughs> I guess with like Crystal Collective, I when I finished uni, well I did a masters in magazine publishing because I always wanted mm-hmm. to have my own travel magazine, and still that is a dream hopefully in the next Mm. like three to five years but i started working at agencies and they were really great taught me so much but i just didn't have a lot of creative control over the work that i was doing Mm. and it became Mm. very you know also kind of like micromanaging it was more about the money than it was about what we were creating um and then i just realized that well i could do this by myself um Mm. with um, a collective of freelancers who were in the same position you felt the same, that they weren't having the opportunity to, you know, sort of live their own creative dreams and do mm-hmm. as much creative work as possible for the client. And that's kind of how Crucible Collective started. Um, mm-hmm. So I operate it. Uh, it's me. And I've now got a business partner called Kira, who's from New York. Ooh, and, we work, <laughs> and we work with just freelancers who we know will be the best person for each job. Um, mm-hmm. and it just means that we get to pick and choose the work that we want to do. We set our own schedule mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just it's given me like a new lease of life. By no means is it easy. Like I mm-hmm. Now that travel is sort of picking back up in Europe, it's getting a bit stressful, (laughs) but um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, And I think for starting my own business, like people are like, oh, how did you do it? Like, what was the strategy? And I'd -hmm. always wanted to work for myself. And um, a friend of mine at the time kept saying, just jump, the net will appear. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that philosophy doesn't really sit right with me. Um, <laughs> so I just set myself a goal to save £10,000. And so mm-hmm. I was working a full time job and doing some freelance stuff as well. The agency that I worked at mm-hmm. was really great. They allowed us to do freelance work because they knew That's it would nice. make us more creative and more fulfilled and mm-hmm. ultimately do a better job full time. um mm-hmm. And so I saved it. And the day that it hit that amount to my bank account, literally that day, I handed in my notice.
1: Wow. Oh, my God. Just hearing that. like I know how difficult that is. especially yeah. like like when I heard that over like on that episode, I was just like, damn. like, but what I really love that you did was you set yourself a goal because that's yeah. the thing too. It's like everyone says like, oh, like one day, one day, one day, but you set the intention. Like when I have this amount in my bank account, I'm doing it. you yeah. know what I mean yeah. And like those words of like affirmation to yourself, I was like, that's, like, incredible piece of advice just mm-hmm. for anybody who yeah. wants to set goals, like, no matter what it is in life that you want to do. I was like, that's so smart because, I mean, I love that one quote you just said where the net will just happen because, like, I think the uncertainty is what scares a lot of people, even oh, yeah. myself included. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, that's not an easy decision. And I do know that you mentioned in that episode that, like… It wasn't like you were like, you know, jumping for joy. You were like, "Fuck, was this the right I like decision?"
0: like and I loved that honesty with you it on was that. Like, yeah. It's true. <sighs> I set that in mind and I had to set a goal because I knew that I wouldn't do it I have to you know Mm -hmm. set that end point and then so because I set that end point I was able to work out okay I need to budget this amount for a website Mm -hmm. and need this amount for equipment blah blah um and then I handed in my notice and I walked out of the building and I was like oh my god so excited walked home to my flat to my girlfriend told her I was like uh handed my notice and she was like so excited because she'd wanted me to do it for so long then i burst into tears because i was like holy fuck what have i done this is so stupid like i'm 27 years old i had a secure job that was quite high Mm -hmm. level um and i went through like about five different emotions in the space of an hour (laughs) that i was so exhausted after like that hour that i just had to start drinking yeah (laughs) that's that's the solution that is an irish solution
1: as perfect as that sounds like i am the same with you i'm like all right need to go to the pub (laughs) yeah or just get a glass of wine i'm like i need to relax for a second you know absorb the emotions that are happening yes no but honestly i love that you even mentioned that your girlfriend was like super supportive you know what i mean like that's also i think is a huge factor like what did your family think about like this lifestyle that you've decided to take upon because like you said, travel, it's an expensive hobby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't say it's like the most like, quote unquote, traditional thing to go into. So people yeah. have this like uncertain mindset about it. Like, oh, like it's it's like not realistic or this isn't that. Like, what do you say to the people who like doubt this? Do you know what I mean? Well, like, it's, well, it's well, confidence well, did your so. family like were they supportive of that, too? Like, yeah, I'm kind of curious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So my mom is like has always been like do whatever you want to do, anything is possible, Mm -hmm. you can have everything. And I do believe that anybody can have everything if they set their mind to it. My stepdad Mm -hmm. was a little bit more skeptical because it's obviously not a traditional (laughs) job and he had a traditional job. But once he realized, you know, once I handed him my notice, I was able to, you know, we were able to connect on a different level because he started a business when he was 21 that he had -hmm. until he was like 60. So we were able to connect on like, He was helping me do my taxes, set up an accountant. And then when he understood that I was running a business, he doesn't need to know what happens in that business because I actually don't think any of them understand that. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, he, he really then got behind it. He... I took him then on a a work trip with me and he was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I understand this is amazing. Mm -hmm. I know why you would want to have this. Um, Mm -hmm. And at the same time, my girlfriend, I think it's interesting that people around you can see your potential more than you can see or realize it yourself. And it's them that give you the push to actually do it. And then once you're out in that pool by yourself, you're able to swim. So. Oh,
1: so beautifully Oh, my said. God. I was like, <laughs> speechless. <laughs> speechless. I'm going to get that quote framed for my bedroom for motivation. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because so, you know, I'll even say this. Yes. Like, Sean, you definitely inspire me. You know nice I mean? Like, so I feel so. like we're each other's hype women. You know, like, anytime I've ever doubted myself or I'm like, I don't know, like, you're always, the, you're usually the first yeah. one to be like, you got this. Like, yeah, but know? I mean, I agree with you as well when it yeah. comes to our parents. Like, we also have our own business. So I totally understand yeah. those you know, those questions, it's kind of cute. Cause I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits right now because our dad also like had his own business and he helped us with like our taxes. <laughs> and, like and, like understanding like, like he the, understood the, the business. And like, like you said, because your parents were supportive of those dreams, like do what you like, love. I think that's what makes us feel more fulfilled in life. I'm not saying you know. it all hasn't been an easy journey in the slightest, no. but that support helps you through those tough times because You do have your moments of doubt, but the people that you love the most who, like you said, believe in yourself, like, you know, really see your potential, lift you up from those moments. And Mm -hmm. I think it's also important to surround yourself with supportive people like that. So I'm glad that you had those. Like, I'm glad that your family was so like, you know, great. And to Kristen's question, I'm curious. What about those people, because you mentioned earlier, who like kind of question you and push you in the way that's like not the most supportive or like like, those little doubts in your head that I think anyone has them, you know, it's like and then like someone like either validates that by being like, what are you doing? And you're like, "Uh, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) you know, like it's like, what do you say to those people that like doubt it? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I I think the thing that people get mixed up about me is that I'm an influencer. I'm not an influencer. I don't consider myself to be an influencer yeah i might have influenced people to do stuff but anybody can influence someone if they you know Mm. have the right message but Mm -hmm. um i would say that i have lost some people who would who think Mm. that that's what i do um Mm. and i just think it's a shame that they didn't actually realize you know, they know me, they know that I'm not, that I, not that there's anything wrong with being an influencer. I think that's an amazing, you know, business, but it's just not what I do. There's so many other facets to what I do. And I think if people just took the time to understand, then they would know, um, like any, it's actually interesting. The other day, my dad had to drive me up the north coast um of Northern Ireland for um I was doing a location scouting shoot for a production company and we left here at seven a.m. We didn't get home till ten PM but he loved mm-hmm. it and he then actually got to see well one part of what I do and he was like yeah. oh, this is so exciting. No, we have to go here. You're gonna love it. And you know, we Aww. really bonded over that. And I think if people take the time to understand mm-hmm. one that you're a business owner. So you can't commit to everything that they want you to do. And then second of all you're sort of living your passion and whatever way you have to do that, you know, you have to do. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I think if people would pay more attention, they would understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked people think you're an influencer, to be totally honest, because, like, just looking at your page, like, granted, yes, your photos are stunning, but there's more to it. Like, yeah. again, we mentioned this off the mic. We have we had a wonderful conversation earlier. <laughs> and what I loved, like, what I mentioned to you was that, like, if you just even, like, the minute you read any of your captions, so thoughtful, so real. And, again, not saying that influencers aren't real people. Like, of course that they are. Yeah. But, like, I can tell that this is a total part of, like, I don't want to call it totally brand strategy, but it's like about your business. It's about you. You're just mm-hmm. sharing your process with other people, which yeah. as a business owner myself and as a travel enthusiast, appreciate. You know yeah. what I mean? I was That's like, why I resonate with it so much. Yeah. I feel how genuine and authentic you are when you post and anything you put out in the world like is very intentional, which... I always appreciate. Yeah, and you're very transparent about your process. And I think it's wonderful that your stepfather is like joining you on these little journeys and like, you know, gaining more respect. I'm sure he always respected you, but there's another level, like you said, like, no one understands what you do until they do it themselves like that's just Mm -hmm. anything in life and i usually feel too like sometimes if there are like negative comments it usually comes from either like ignorance or not knowing like the full scope of things you know what i mean it's like and i and i don't want to say it as like they're saying it's like a negative for you but it's like more of like you know i i hope that the comments are more striving like they want you to be happy or they like wanting to make sure that you're safe and things like that you know yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and speaking of, because you mentioned it earlier, you're working with like a production, like you're doing some scouting, which is so cool. But one project I actually really want to talk to you about is um, with Corona, which is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorites. I usually buy it at the bar.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so oh, it's freaking great. It's one of my great. favorites too. It's so good. Oh uh, my God. With a lime. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I know. F-Giz. I, F-Giz. I think
0: before you even carry on on that, that for oh, yeah. me is like... A, Yes, I would say that I'm a content creator, obviously create content, but when it comes to um, influencers, I feel sometimes they, um, partner with brands that they don't necessarily align with. And I don't do that. Like I drink, Mm. have been drinking Mm -hmm. Corona since it was, yeah maybe marginally illegal for me to be drinking it's a brand (laughs) that i resonate with their values are the same as mine they really are so big in sustainability we had a um, meeting with them the other night everyone all of the content creators on their roster Mm -hmm. and like their sustainability initiatives for the next year are so incredible and that's my next goal is to just be entirely uh, sustainably traveling um Mm -hmm. and my goal for Crusoe collective as well is to to just work with sustainable brands in the next Mm -hmm. five years, but, um, Yeah, I really align with them, but carry on. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, it's lovely (laughs) that you
1: say that because our our latest episode that's going to be airing before yours is all about sustainable travel because that's something Kristen and I are realizing, which I'm so wonderful. I mean, it's so wonderful that people are really talking about it because Mm -hmm. for me, it's just ignorance. Like, I just don't know these other options and like, I'm happy to change these habits. They're really small and shifted, do you know what I mean? And it's like, they can accumulate over time. And if everyone did these little things, like, we can yeah. really make a change and a difference. Yeah. And I'm realizing it too. And I'm just so glad, like we kind of mentioned earlier, surrounding yourself with the right people a lot of my friends are educating the both of us. We're talking to so many people, like we're mm-hmm. trying to educate ourselves in sustainability. Yeah, I think it's really important, and, and I'm glad like, that we're, that's we're some... living on this planet. Like you yes. know what I mean? Like we want to make yeah. sure that it stays, you know, just as beautiful and you know. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that you mentioned that because that's kind of like goes right into the segue of my question. <laughs> so we're talking about sustainability, but something that you really worked on that was really cool with your latest. Um, project with corona was the living lake which i oh my god i rewatched that probably like 20 times oh it god. is I loved it. an absolutely stunning little mini film guys i highly recommend it, it is on her page I'll, and we'll uh, put it on our web page so that way people want to watch it yeah, which you will <laughs> you totally will it was amazing it was shot on location in lake Atalán in guatemala um i just want to know just like again like you mentioned you kind of go scouting to different places what was it like to go Because I mean, you earlier you said it was Northern Ireland. You went to Guatemala. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. how was that kind of like experience? Like filming on location, like meeting locals, all that jazz. I want to hear all about that project tell us the
0: details please (laughs) so I actually went there with some of my friends Clay and Barney own a company called the Win Collective and I Ah. work with them on production and brand partnerships and it's Mm -hmm. funny that you just mentioned a moment ago about surrounding yourself with creative people and Mm -hmm. I think in the past year and probably what has changed so much for me since the Dias Arts Monday podcast is that I have surrounded myself with people who are more sort of aligned with what I want creatively and mm-hmm. for my business, and even just for my passion and travel. And Clay and mm-hmm. Barney really are, you know, such incredible talent. Um, and so we mm-hmm. we actually pitched that to Corona last April, thinking, oh, we'll get mm-hmm. to go in June because COVID's only gonna be here for like three weeks. Wrong. um Um, yeah we we actually did another project with them in cornwall in the uk in august last year that was all sustainable focus as well um and so then we did Guatemala in november and it was just amazing and it was my first long haul trip since covid um and it was you know we had it all planned out we were just in this little bubble Mm. together and um, it was just magic, such a beautiful location. I can't even, even really put it into words, even though I have for suitcase yeah. magazine, but <laughs> like it's just the way of life is so different. Like the Maya culture mm. was so grinding for, for me. And at that time I was mm. sort of having a, a bit of like a struggle personally. Um, and mm-hmm. so it was nice to just be around people and a culture that just appreciate Earth and, you know, are Mm -hmm. sort of like Earth servants and to understand the power of being outside and in nature. And that's I think we were all kind of on that same level when we were Mm -hmm. we were shooting the film. So it turned into something that was really magic. And I think that was shown through through the creative direction Mm -hmm. and the editing and the filming and even the people who who starred in it. So it was. Mm incredible very proud of oh. that project
1: yeah it looked incredible like I'm actually just curious like with within that process though mm-hmm. like how did you find that story because like I would have never found it without like finding your account you know what yeah. I mean like how do you go because I feel like it, it I, I don't know like I don't know why I never heard about like obviously I know Guatemala <laughs> but like when I when I was like looking into like Lake Atalan I was like wow this is such a special place and like you mentioned the people are like incredible like Are you the one researching these things or like, because I know you mentioned that you pitch these ideas.
0: Yeah, so Clay and I would um, do all of that research. So we do the pre research for the pitch and the sort of storyline and, you know, kind of plan that side of things out. Mm. And then Barney, he's the videographer. So he will, you know, think about um, the scenes and what way he should shoot each scene in line with our Mm. storyline. But the, you know, to find the stories is just essentially trawling the internet Um, he' yeah, yeah. is actually so switched he's a bit of a citizen of the world and he travels all the time so he mm-hmm. just like learns a lot of this stuff, he'd been to Guatemala oh. five times and he'd spoken to a lot of locals oh. who spoke oh. of Lake Atadán, he'd been there before but not as in as in such an in-depth level that we went um, mm-hmm. and then we also just connect with local people. So we collect with a list, connected with Alyssa who lives there, she's mm-hmm. American, but she um, yes. owns a business down there and she was able to you know, let us know of different locations, introduce us to people who would be of mm-hmm. interest, who'd be able to tell us more about the history. Because I think the most important thing for us and for Corona as a brand is that mm-hmm. um, cultures are represented accurately in um Mm -hmm. videos. Uh, We don't want to ever sort of create any misunderstanding or miscommunicate the cultures um or offend Mm -hmm. people. And it's so important for us to have diversity in all of the productions that we do as well.
1: A hundred percent. And that's why I freaking love you. I know. (laughs) That sentence I know seriously. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like especially creatively, like the, those kind of messages need to be heard and, it's and need like to be these, said right. And it's like brands like yours that need to be like make a stance like I don't care if this is like, you know, I mean, it's going to sell because it's gorgeous and beautiful and things like that. But like you put your foot down, and you're like, no, this needs to be authentic and real and it needs to like yeah. represent the people that you are filming, you know, yeah. like and I think that's so important that you make sure that those films and those things are shown correctly, you know? Um, Which brings us to like the next question, like in the film, the narrator, Andrea, educates the audience on the negatives of unsustainable travel and irresponsible tourism, which inspires her to build a house that is less damaging to the lake. Mm -hmm. This mentality, building a sustainable house, is also a dream of yours, which I thought was like super interesting. Because again, like you said earlier, you always want to stay true to who you are and your roots. So I loved that this is a dream of yours internally of owning a sustainable hotel. Yourself, what sparked this dream of yours to have a creative? I mean, creating a sustainable hotel.
0: So I um, obviously write for a lot of magazines, and also at Crucial Collective, we do content production and social media management for different hotel brands. We at Crucial Collective only work with boutique and independent brands. Um, I think because I have been on like lots of different press trips and it's quite fleeting. Obviously, you know, you have to do it really quick and then you come back and you write about it. But there are so many parts of that travel journey where you don't get to actually immerse in the destination and uh, the community. And for me, that is like so important. Like I'm a culture Mm -hmm. traveler. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of hotel brands will come in and just sort of buy up land and they don't give anything back to the community mm-hmm. and the people suffer. And then the, the destination loses its sort of uniqueness and character. And um, so mm-hmm. I would love to be able to own a hotel brand somewhere, whether that's in Scotland or in Ireland or mm-hmm. even further afield, where it is completely operated by locals, um, you know, I would just, mm-hmm. I would work there as well, but, you know, I would let mm-hmm. them have, bring the character of the destination alive into that space, because I think that's so important in understanding where you are and your destination and the culture where if you're staying in, mm-hmm. I've nothing against Marriott, but if you're staying in a Marriott mm-hmm. hotel, yeah. you could be anywhere you know? um, So, yeah, I think it's important to have a space that also respects the land as well. And it would just be an absolute Mm. retirement dream.
1: yes oh, oh my that. god honestly uh, i'm gonna book a room <laughs> yes whenever that happens <laughs> whenever that you happens, will be your first guest and happy to be there yeah i just think that that whole idea again that what you just said really also embodies that film too Yeah, because that's something yeah. that they were also re- like that's something that was really important to them which i was just enamored by throughout the whole thing because mm-hmm. like like you mentioned that whole area is just so about like sustainability and mm-hmm. it's just like in their lifestyle every single choice is about sustainability yeah. which i thought was just absolutely incredible so i mm-hmm. love that you also want to bring that around everywhere it's not just in lake
0: guatemala. <laughs> like yeah, guatemala, and- and
1: guatemala like yeah yep. i
0: think it's important what's so interesting about lake Atalan as well is that now i don't know if i have got this correct fact for fact but overall mm. I think it was the mm. Guatemalan government put um a lot of bass fish into the lake to attract tourists to oh. come and fish there but they oh. basically that turn polluted the lake and it took oh and, no so then it killed a lot of the other fish which was the sort mm. of life source for the community so now you know people like Andrea are working um to to make to bring that back and and to make the lake a life source again essentially um it is a life source Mm -hmm. in the sense that they do their laundry there they wash there they travel to all the different villages around the lake via the water um but you know you'll have seen the tool planting um in the film and that's to help purify the water um and it's because of this you know when they put fish in to attract people to come and come and uh, just be there um and i think that is like such an issue with Travel is that I think mm. governments and tourist boards or whoever is responsible just pump money into the wrong things. Um, where you know yeah. they're I think now our generation is they need we need to take action and change the way people travel. And I'm hoping that post COVID that will happen. Um, and I think you know it kind of again comes back to the influencer content creator thing where you know mm. I always tell the story of somewhere that I go because I think it's so important and I I do think people connect with my captions just as much as the visuals whereas people Mm -hmm. who who just go and get that insta shot and don't tell anything about the destination just encourages more people to go and get that insta shot and nothing Mm -hmm. is given back to the community that you go Mm -hmm. and enjoy with you know without giving anything back and that's just not my travel style at all.
1: I'm I mean that's why that. I like absolutely love your content though because like yeah. your photos are stunning like aside from the captions like they're beautiful but I, I agree like I resonate with what you write like I like and Shannon and I are very similar travel style wise like I love like what you said culture traveling like that's something that like to me like I find it a successful trip if I'm able to like you know talk to locals like be immersed in what we're doing like I find that like so much more rewarding than like standing in front of a building and taking a photo and, and that's sometimes that's some people's happiness it's just not our style you know yeah and not saying that I have never like you know see the I'm Angel not guilty Tower. of it yeah like I, I've taken photos in front of buildings like I'm not gonna say <laughs> yeah. I have not done that <laughs> but I think that it's important like you're saying like as you move forward in traveling if anyone's passionate about traveling to be more conscious about the environment the culture that you are inhabiting you know like to yeah. make sure that like, you know the money's going to businesses that are you know to the locals, you know what I mean? And I think that's something that as we start to research more to like, you know, the next destination we want to go to, that's more in my mind to be like, okay, like make sure that the hotel I'm staying at is, you know, locally run or like, you know, uh, not as so much like, you know, know, things like that. I I, I think making sure to be aware of that, like moving forward is so important and just continuously be educated about it. Yeah. I think post COVID. Yeah. Yes. It's not even, that's the thing too. I think it sounds more overwhelming than it actually is. Like, a quick Google search and it's on the first page, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not too da- it's not too daunting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a, a very small resource, ships, like for mm-hmm. like boutique independent hotels is um a brand called Small Luxury Hotels. And yes, they oh, are nice. they're luxury, but they're boutique and they're owned by families or locals and mm-hmm. it's just a brilliant I brand. Um and they're usually in a part of town that isn't like super touristy. So you get to mm-hmm. that's my I hate saying like I would never say in Times Square for example, like I would rather yeah. stay out somewhere in Brooklyn, um, <laughs> yes. just so that you can, I 100%. love seeing like locals just going about their lives. Like what are they doing in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like I loved people. Yeah. To watch. I love doing street photography and yeah, too. it's about the people I uh, think. So uh,
1: I agree. Yeah. I mean, you were in New York for a little bit, right?
0: Mm-hmm. My favorite place uh, in the world. It's amazing. I love it.
1: I know it is the best. I I, can't, I mean we're biased. <laughs> you're yeah, from New York. We're from New York, but I like love it that you were like there and were able to like enjoy your time, especially mm-hmm. like the fact that you even said that you want to stay in Brooklyn says that you're like you lived in New York for a little bit. Yeah. Like that said yeah. it all. Like Times Square is great for like five seconds and then you wanna get out quickly because it's just too crowded. But I mean, it is a cool spot. Like, I get yeah. why people want to check it out oh, for yeah. the first time. Do you know for what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It's not a repetitive spot. Like, you're not like, let <laughs> me see it again. <laughs> no. Well, not for us, anyway. <laughs> not for us. I, I see it a lot during, like, we used to see it a lot during our commute. I used to, one of the companies I used to work for, um, they were right by Times Square. So I'd have to commute around all like the people, the busyness, all yeah. the busyness of Times Square. So I became that Jade New Yorker who's like, move, <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to go somewhere. <laughs> but no, but Times Square is great for what it is. But I know what you mean. Brooklyn is where it's at for sure. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And if you ever come back to New York, we will take you around. Because I don't know if you got to check out like Long Island or anything. So that's like no. where we're actually from. Yeah. yeah Happy to take like. Local gems. <laughs> Local gems. Well, actually, I saw on your... This is totally side note. I saw on, like, Crusoe Collective that you were kind of promoting something in Montauk. Do you know what I'm
0: talking about? Yeah, so we... Another... Dream for Crystal Client is to have an office in New York. Um, my business nice. partner here, is, she used to work for marketing agencies in New York, and so she's got that knowledge of the British mm. the um American consumer and that market. So we would love to have some clients over there. And I actually have a flight booked to New York at the end of May, but I think I'm going to have to change it because of COVID. Yeah. But I'm going to change to like <gasps> September and then go okay. up to yes. Montauk and. Chill and live. I just love New York. Yo, I would love to live up. there again. Oh, I will. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, God. You know, yeah. you
1: have to hit us up now. Like, we go to Montauk, like, we go a lot during actually the off season. Actually, going in September is a great it's idea. Perfect. Because, because it, like... it's past tourist season. And, like, actually, September is like the weather is absolutely perfect. And mm. it's just like, less crowded because mm-hmm. like i don't know if you've ever been to montauk yet but like there's only one road and traffic like the minute you hit it it's like awful, awful. especially in the summer because there really is only around one road to get there <laughs> yeah but it's amazing but we're long island natives so if you ever want a fun long island tour even as montauk can kind of be the Times square of long island so we could show you some more local spots yes happy I to show you yeah yeah Yes. Yeah, I it's know, gonna I happen that. we'll, ex- we'll yeah. exchange numbers after this I'm not gonna say it on the podcast <laughs> but we'll definitely make it even for your friend who lives in New York tell us to hit us up we yeah, love happy to we show around. we're always I like love being able to show like our spots you oh know? yeah we tell everybody like come to Long Island we'll show you the best time ever like oh, yeah. I love it I love showing people around that's oh, like definitely a big thing yeah so I'm excited we're gonna we'll hang out <laughs> yeah sure we oh yeah. my god yes yeah I'm excited but actually also something I wanted to bring up Is also a big congrats are in order. You were recently featured in LUK Magazine for sharing the three days in Biden. Biden. I understand that you also wrote uh, for L, but being featured yourself with your insights and photography is just like so incredible so a big theme this past year with this global pandemic is how to rediscover the magic of your surroundings so Mm -hmm. due to travel restrictions we have obviously had to find creative ways to get that travel high with these many staycations and i know i don't think we mentioned it on the the podcast yet or i mean it might have been off mic but i know that you were doing like the scotland like kind of going around doing staycations can you like explain that a little bit more
0: yeah yeah so i actually did a pace for L. It came out last month, three days in Edinburgh. Yes. Um, which was yeah. so nice to do because everyone's like, No, Edinburgh's done. And I was like, No, let me do it. It's not done. <laughs> I do. Um yeah. there's so much. It's such a creative community in Edinburgh and it's a small city as well. It's so manageable. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but I went to university when I was 18, moved to Scotland moved to Edinburgh, had never been there before. Um, <laughs> lived mm-hmm. there for four years, left for a year, came back for two, mm-hmm. left for two. I've now been back <laughs> for three and um, I really didn't explore Scotland at all. Like it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last summer hired a camper van from Staycation Scotland who um, are mm-hmm. amazing. And I traveled to the Scottish islands and the outer Hebrides, um, which was basically like the Caribbean. Um, the water was insane, Ooh. white sand beaches, if you want to be shocked go on to my wow, it's and, Scotland? yeah go, go <laughs> on to my instagram reels there's one that says you won't believe this is scotland and <laughs> yeah. you actually will not believe that it's scotland um yeah and so then yeah i just fell in love with how beautiful it was like the landscape is just you see mm-hmm. pictures and you're like oh yeah. wow, that's amazing but when you actually stand in there and realizing the enormity of the landscapes that surround you like the mountains and everything it's like really yeah. humbling. So I started doing a lot yeah. more staycations um and so encouraging more people to travel because I know a lot of people are nervous to travel abroad like because of covid. Yeah. I'm not, but I think we have to give mm. back to our our communities and our sort yeah. of country and put the money back into the hands of our people. So encouraging people to take more staycations is so important. Last year people in the UK still went on European holidays where I think there's a real decline in bookings for that this summer and people mm-hmm. like you can't get anything in Cornwall in the UK like a hotel mm-hmm. you can't get anything until October now it's fully booked. Whoa! Wow. Like it's oh my God. fully booked. Um, There's now articles that are like it, um, staycations that you actually can book this summer but there's it's like yeah. a handful of places which is so great to bring things back into the economy but During uh, lockdown in the UK last year, our first one, we were allocated one hour of exercise outside a day. And I decided that mine would be going out for a walk with my camera. And I just took photos of Edinburgh Mm. completely empty because it's such a tourist hub that never happens. And I was like, Mm. this is never going to happen again. These photos will be precious. And then uh, they got picked up by Visit Scotland and then Visit Great Britain, who brought me on for a campaign that basically was like finding a love again for your surroundings it's i yes. was sent i was actually sent to london to do it which was really nice for me mm-hmm. having lived yeah. in london before to go back as a tourist it's not been released yeah. yet um Ooh. but it was just nice to see them getting people especially young people to you know mm-hmm. just travel at home and realize how much beauty there is at home and people have done that which is great and i hope it continues for a yeah. long time
1: that's amazing Aww. it's funny you mentioned that because that's in another episode <laughs> of our podcast because we interviewed um a local tourism company called discover long island because we're from long island yeah we kind of talked about the importance of that as well because yeah. i'm with you on that mm-hmm. we're we've been on this island since we were born like 28 years it's actually embarrassing how much i didn't know about my own surroundings and i was yeah. like I just have this idea of like, one day I'll get to it and then just never happens. I'm not like setting that like, I'm gonna do it today. You know, And it wasn't until which is like, you know, kind of sad to admit, but it wasn't until like this lockdown that when you're not able to travel and go to places, you realize like that itch you want to see things you're naming. But at the same time, because I couldn't go outside of my own area, I was like, why don't I just rediscover where I'm from? Like, let's go, yeah. like, make some safe, obviously, like safe. Like, let's go, like, look, look, look around patients. our own, like, place. We discovered so much beauty in our own island that I was shocked. I was like, how is this the first time I'm seeing this? You yeah. know what I, know. I mean? Like, when yeah. you visit, we're going to take you to some vineyards. <laughs> <laughs> I You're going to love it. <laughs> no, we got I some great spots for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just interesting but it was also a really humbling experience like you said like you go to these places and you're mm-hmm. like how did i not know about yeah this? and it's but also i it's thought wonderful. it was really important too especially during this pandemic to make sure to like put it back in the locals hands because yes. a lot yeah. of these businesses were suffering because of what was going on. So mm. I felt more of like, it's funny because I feel like, you know, I'm not one to like do so much takeout and things like that, but I kept going to the, my, like my favorite coffee shops or like my favorite sandwich shops. Cause I was like, I didn't want them to like be hurting. So I was like, I need to make sure yeah. to put it back into them because like, they're so important for our community and our, like, you know, our surroundings, you know, yeah. even recently we went to this cause again, just safely, Yeah, we went to this really nice vineyard and like, we, it was like the first time we went, because it was really intimate and it was local, the owner was like talking to us and we were like talking about her beginnings and how like her family's run it. And just Mm -hmm. hearing those types of stories makes me a proud Long Islander and just also makes me realize that like my money is going towards something really important, not just for the community, but for this family, for these people. Do you know what I mean? And I like loved that like i was like yeah i'll have another glass of pinot don't give me another excuse (laughs) like (laughs) like, i'll do it i'll do it (laughs) but i mean on a real sense though it was really really nice to see and and again this whole theme of this year is like giving back in a sense to your community which i love and i realized i have to do more of it which Mm -hmm. i'm not upset by like i'm happy to do it you know like Mm -hmm. cannot wait and so on the
0: I think, um, to go back to saying that the owner was talking to you about her story and things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, yeah. what I've realized, I used to work for another magazine and we would do a lot of press trips, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the travel style was just, I uh, wasn't fulfilling for me really. And in mm-hmm. the past year, I've sort of realized it's actually the foundation of it is people. And then to mm-hmm. build up from that as a content creator and even in my business, the most important part of that is storytelling. And if you can't yes. mm-hmm. t- help a destination by telling its story you know it's not enough to take an insta shot anymore i don't think and especially in Mm post-covid it's going to be more about storytelling and the community which was why the lake Mm -hmm. the living lake was such an important important piece of uh, content that we produced and i just hope that other people realize that as well and you know start to tell the stories of places and don't just go somewhere Mm -hmm. take a shot and then go to mcdonald's
1: Oh my yeah. god! No, that's Bug. my one rule. When I go somewhere, I avoid all American spots. I'm like, I live in America. Like, I don't need these spots. Like, it's yeah. like I can get it whenever. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm not a big McDonald's fan anyway, so it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not my forte. Like, I do like Wendy's. <laughs> I'm gonna <Sorry>. pick one. <laughs> I'm gonna pick one fast food. Actually, I love uh um, What's the one with the tacos? Not Taco Bell. I'm sorry, Chipotle. Chipotle. That's oh, oh my food, god! Right? Yeah, yeah, Chipotle is fun. yeah Chipotle. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Chipotle is so good. tonight. Oh my God. Yeah. So none of this is sponsored. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I it. mean, if they want it to be
0: sponsored. I mean, if
1: they want, I you want know McDonald's, know. I love you now. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's, I love you. Wendy's, I love you. <laughs> Chipotle, I love you. <laughs> no, no. On a serious note, I'm with you, though, Keelan. Yeah. I, I want to support brands that I'm aligned with. Okay. No, I'm yeah. going to have to do more research on those companies. If I'm going to work with you, I'm with you in the sense I need to make sure that they're on the same like life path as me. And I wanna, I wanna be proud of what I'm representing. I think this was really, really Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. And I know that like we kind of mentioned, like we kind of been talking on the surface level about it, but you have a lot of creative different outlets that allow you to become self-employed and start your business, which I think is like absolutely amazing from like writing for Elle and even doing brand photography, social media management, partnerships and production that like win collective, like you mentioned earlier. What advice Would you give someone who wants to start being self-employed? I kind of know we kind of brushed it a little bit in the beginning, but I think it's kind of important now that you're more settled in with life. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, obviously there's so much more to come, but what piece of advice would you give your past self starting that first day of giving that like letter of like, "Uh, I quit (laughs) and I'm starting my business? What would you tell her now?
0: I think there's probably three pieces of advice. Um, that I would give and one is to do it because you've got a passion and not because you see other people doing it. I think there's a big trend on TikTok now where people are like I earn $5,000 a month doing social media management. Like, That's not what everyone wants to do. It's not about money. Mm-hmm. It has to be about your passion. If it's just about money, you are going to burn out and you're not going to be mm-hmm. in love with what you do or proud of what you do. So that would be the first mm-hmm. one. It has to be a passion. And um, The second one is to be disciplined. Um, my first thing like, Six weeks, I was like getting up at twelve, going out at night. <laughs> I basically thought yeah. I was the yeah. old bollocks. Regretted that, <laughs> I you know regret that massively. That was six weeks that I wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And having discipline is so important, but that's not just in your sort of like Google Calendar and to do list. It's also separating your work and your personal life, which I struggled mm. with at the start. And um, that's so important to have and then the third would be to surround yourself with a community who basically do the same thing and so for me that would be like clay and barney i've got a friend kelsey and alicia who actually we've never met in real life we've just met online on instagram and we like call each other on a friday morning and just you know, let everything out that happened that week, uh, Mm -hmm. brainstorm for new projects, set goals for the next week. And it's just Mm -hmm. so helpful to, and it's, I think, I guess it's nice because they don't know you personally. They just know Mm -hmm. that sort of side of you. um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're, they're not getting that misunderstanding end of things Mm -hmm. I was talking about before. So yeah, passion, discipline, and surrounding yourself with a community.
1: 110% oh, on that. that like 110% like it's kind of funny you mentioned your six week period I feel like I was totally guilty of that too yeah like, especially like again like we have like a bunch of different projects like just in general in my life you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, and I think discipline is the hardest thing people underestimate like it's like no one's telling you, you don't have a boss to tell you you need to get this, this, and this done. You are your own boss. Like that's what's like important. And it Mm -hmm. it sounds great because it's like you set the rules, but it's like, no, no, no. You need to set the alarm clock (laughs) You need to do the budgeting and you need to do all this stuff. It's not just being like for us, like we're designers. So like for us, it's like, I'm not just a designer. I have to do the budgeting. I have to, like you said, your your father have to do the taxes. Like there's so much more into being a business owner than just the glamour of like owning a business. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important that you highlight those three things because passion is a huge one. Because like you said, if money is your like go-to, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. money isn't great. It's obviously security. But that's not going to get you far. Like if you you spend those extra hours doing something because you love it, because yeah. it's something you yeah. want to get better at, not because of the extra paycheck. And that's something even we can attest to on oh, that yeah. as well. Like, like I get lost in my work. Like yes. I'll like start something and like it'll be like five, six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. And I'm like, where did the time go? But I was like, ha- like really thoroughly happy enjoying it. Dude. That's why like time goes. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm like in a happy space because I'm like doing what I love. Yeah. You know? But the important thing, which I like also want to mention, though, is mm-hmm. that, like you said, you also need to make sure to manage like the work-life balance because yeah. you're your own business. You also need to learn how to clock out. Like that's like something yeah, I yeah. had to learn too, where it's like clock out at five, turn off the computer. Like do not keep going because I could I can keep going. That's like the, that's the, yeah. you know, that's the so I just have energy of like getting excited by this project or this thing. I'm like, oh, we'll get ahead of it. And I'm like, no. And especially because like, I know me and you both and I could see as well, It's just like. My life is super important just as much as my my work. Like I exactly. I, I need that balance, you know? Like and I need yeah. to make sure, like you said, five o'clock, like discipline yourself is off. to also turn it off too. Because yeah. that's also something I think is really hard, especially in this the beginning. past, especially this past year, people who are working from home, like you need to learn how to like say no, because obviously the convenience of being home, like what else are you doing? You're home. It's like, no, no, no. I have my own life. I think that's really important too, to do, mentally, yes, to do, that. mentally do that. But I think those three tips are amazing. And honestly, Keelan, I'm so glad that you took the time to talk to us, share your story, explain some of those amazing projects that you've worked on. You're an absolute inspiration. I know you mentioned you're no influencer, but you definitely influenced <laughs> us. <laughs> and I'm just so happy that we got the chance to talk to you, share it with our audience. And to our listeners, if you want to know any of her information, it's going to be on our website, twins.com. Her Instagram. She's got a TikTok now, guys. It's fabulous. <laughs> I have like a viral
0: video this week. I was like, what? Yes,
1: it's- I, I saw Yeah, you have a viral video from, which is funny, from Lake Adelon in Guatemala, yeah. correct? It's the Airbnb yeah. we mentioned, which yeah. is super cool. So check out her viral video. Keep the numbers going up for her. <laughs> and yeah, no, I really just want to thank you again. We really yeah. appreciate you taking the time. No, I know, thank you, you so much, much for seriously
0: it's been an absolute pleasure
1: yes i can't (laughs) wait for you to come to new york and we're gonna party in long island (laughs) yeah we're gonna have a great time you and your team can come to long island we can't can't wait wait. (laughs) (laughs) very excited all right see you guys Bye.